This copyrighted broadcast may not be reproduced or retransmitted in any form, unless you pay us. Places, places. Hi, this is Danny Hansen. I'm a makeup artist. I've worked on Fargo, and I'm currently working on Tin Star. And you're listening to It's a Show podcast. Oh, and by the way, I am an Emmy nominee. Yes, you are. <laughs> As per usual, a big episode of It's a Show podcast with an Emmy-nominated makeup artist straight ahead, and later in the show, a Red Deer college student who is also an international man of mystery. How do you say your last name, anyway? Tabechi Wabwalker. But just Toby is fine. It's a Show with Greg Shannon is presented by the Jackpot Casino and OpenHighway.com. Check, check, check. Hello? Danny? Hi, how are you? It's a show podcast is on. I'm Greg Shannon, and I'm speaking with the daughter of one Hanny Hansen. <laughs> this is Danny Hansen, makeup artist extraordinaire and Emmy nominee. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how are you, Danny? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Okay, so kind of a funny story. I was at a fire pit with your dad while you and your mom were in Hollywood at the Emmy Awards. Oh, God. He was probably up to no good. Sometimes it's fun to be stupid. He was up to no good as usual, but he was keeping us updated on the progress. And then uh, when we all got the bad news, we kind of, you know, that's it. That ruined our night. We shut the fire off and we went home. I bet you guys did. We all said all at once, it's an honor to be nominated. Aw, that's so nice. That's what we thought too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this journey. It all started in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada, Hunting Hills High School, and you went to a seminar or took a class? What's going on in this classroom of yours, old chum? How did that go? It was good. I just took um, like a little makeup class when I was in school, and then that's what kind of sparked my little interest in doing it for a living. But your instructor was fairly qualified, correct? Uh, yes, and, and is going strong in the movie industry here in Calgary. Okay, tell us her name and, and a bit about her. Um, her name's Joanne Jacobson. She is from Red Deer. She still lives in Red Deer, but she works out of Calgary, and she's had quite the career. She's done Hell on Wheels. She just did Winona Earp, and that one's coming back, so I'm pretty sure she'll be doing that again. She worked on the Bourne movies? Yep. I need to know what went wrong. I think he snapped. He has no memory. It's your phone. I don't recognize any of this. Based on the international bestseller, The Bourne Identity. Yeah, she's been pretty busy. Okay, so now basically she was the teacher, you were the student, and now you're peers. Yes, exactly. It's a pretty neat thing to look back on. We laugh about that when we're working together on set, where we've come from. So tell us a little bit about your career. What's happened after high school? You had this interest sparked, and then you moved to Vancouver. That's correct. Yeah, I moved to Vancouver from Red Deer, which was a big culture shock. And then I took my makeup program, which was about a year, and I learned film makeup, beauty makeup, all that sort of stuff. And then I decided I would move back to Alberta and give it a shot and see if I could make a go of it. And so I said I'd give Calgary two years and see if I could get any work. And instantly when I moved to Calgary the next day, after I applied to the union the next day, I was called to be on set and it went from there. Was it just a matter of timing, a case of timing? Because that seems incredible. Yeah. Yeah, the Calgary film industry was booming at the time that I came into it. It was a big Steven Spielberg um, miniseries that was shooting called Into the West. And so we had around 300 um, Native American actors and extras and things like that and lots of background. So there was tons of makeup artists needed. And so then that supplied us with a lot of work for quite a few months. 
So it was pretty much trial by fire. Oh, yeah. It was a big learning thing. We'd start at 3 a.m. in the pouring rain and shoot for 15 hours. And I was like, did I really go to school for this? Holy moly. <laughs> I was like, what am I getting myself into? But 11 years later, I'm still doing it, so I must like it. You get paid by the hour? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. God. Nice. When does the <laughs> Makes o- up for the lack of sleep. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So it's a bit of a grueling lifestyle, which, I, you know, there's probably some interested people out there that are considering this option and just wondering if it's even a thing. So the film industry and the television industry is still going strong now in Calgary. Yeah, it is. It slowed down a little bit in the last year just with Hell on Wheels ending, but you can see there's some room, the rumor mills picking up and we've got some shows shooting. I'm working on one right now called Tin Star and it's a British show that came here to shoot and Heartland's still going. I was on that for quite a while and it's on season 10. It's been actually an amazing show for Alberta to have. We have so many neat little places to shoot in like Fargo we shot in Fort McLeod which had the perfect little backdrop and then um, Heartland and Tin Star we shoot in High River and it's it's a really cute town that's allowed us to take over <laughs> favorite star that you've worked with over the years um that's a tough one I, you don't want to insult anyone or leave anyone out but um the like on when i worked on fargo it was amazing just to get to meet such big stars that i've grown up watching and a huge such a genuine amazing person was ted danson well, you know what's wrong with you you just can't be honest with yourself looks are all that ever mattered to you. Who were you more crazy about than anyone else in your entire life? Uh, not including yourself there. <laughs> Don't answer. It was me. And there was only one reason why you ever went out with me, and that was because of my looks. Not entirely. Yes, entirely. Name one other reason why anyone would go out with me. <laughs> go on, name one. You can't, can you? No, Sam, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah, he was really neat to be around. He was just such a good, down-to-earth person. And Kirsten Dunst, she was just like one of your girlfriends. She was so easy to talk to. She was very cool. Yeah, because I imagine that there's, when you go to Blanche McDonald or whatever school you go to, there's yeah, yeah. etiquette is probably a big thing because that could be the make or break of your career before it even starts if you are too chatty with the stars or you don't read the That's room properly. Exactly. Yeah, my biggest thing is I try not to IMDB anyone. Like if they're a huge star, of course, you're going to know who they are, but I try not to IMDB them because when they sit in my chair, I don't want to screw up and say something that they haven't told me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Bring up something they've worked on or something you've read in the tabloids. So I try just to kind of go into it with a blank slate, but it's... It's definitely neat to get to work with these people that have revitalized. And you have to be very just cautious. They're just people, but you just treat them like people. And you just have to be exactly not be too chatty or just be chatty enough. Just be there. Basically, my job is there to support them and make them look good. A huge coup for Calgary and Canada to get Fargo. And in the first year, oh. Billy Bob Thornton was a principal. Now, yes. were you? did you work on him? He had a personal. He had a personal that came... Um, from LA who did his hair and makeup and he was he fit in with the group really well he was a really cool guy but he was definitely around like you're standing next to him and stuff and I idolized Billy Bob so I thought that was kind of neat he was the first one I was kind of shy to talk to (laughs) no doubt (laughs) but it's just yeah he's just such a big he's just a big personality so it was neat and he's very funny everyone's been really decent now Fargo's always going to hold a special place in your heart because that's oh, yeah. that's the series you were working on when you got the call I kind of knew it was the I knew the nominations were coming but I was trying not to think about it too much and we were we had our fingers crossed our team that I worked with on Fargo all my friends work in like in offices and are around computers so that helped the second that they were all watching the nominations come out I was busy working on Tin Star and getting people ready and then all of a sudden I was like where's my cell phone and I checked it and it was just a million messages and congratulations 
congratulations and oh my god you're going to the emmys and i don't know it was just a surreal surreal moment a huge feather in your cap win or lose it oh, was, was just crazy. an incredible thing to be recognized by this oh, institution it definitely was. as kids we and all even, grew up watching the emmys and going what that's this exactly the it. best of the best of the best when we pulled up at the emmys we had our little like our limo and they opened the door wearing their white gloves and my mom and i got out and they're like welcome to the emmys and you're right there on the red carpet and it was just one of those moments where i was like slow down and take it in yeah and they try to rush you because there's so many people going but i just tried to take as many pictures as possible and just to like stop and look around because it was surreal so this ceremony happened what two weeks prior to the televised emmys yeah it was the weekend before so it was the exact same setup that you watched on tv but they just they did all the creative people the people behind the scenes and how many people would have been honored that night that you were there oh they flew through because there was a lot it took about two hours so that's quite a few and, and then there was two there was two nights of it so that's a lot of awards that they gave out <laughs> And how long did you have to wait until they got to your category? It came so quick. I couldn't even believe how quick it came up. But the surreal moment for me, too, was I grew up being a huge Spice Girls fan. Right. And then Scary Spice Mel B walked out on the stage and she was announcing her category. And I was like, oh, my God, if we win, I get to meet her. And that's all that was going through my head. I'm like, this is so my life's going in a weird circle. It didn't go your way. Who won this category? No. Uh, American Horror Story. What the hell? We were, I know. We were all shaking our heads and we're going. And then and then your dad told us the Mel B story and how you were going to have to stalk a Spice Girl for the rest of the night. <laughs> Did that ever turn out? Did you ever meet her? I never saw her. The party was too big. Oh, but I man. definitely, definitely peeked around quite a bit. American Horror Story, we went up against them. We went to the Guild Awards in LA a couple months prior, and they cleaned up. So we kind of had a feeling they were going to do well at it. But Makeup Artist Magazine put on a big party for us the night before at a swanky, at the Swanky Roosevelt Hotel. And we got to meet so many talented makeup artists. And you get to actually talk to them. So there's no hard feelings when they win. They were all cheering us on. I had a good chat with the Walking Dead makeup artist, and he's telling me how much he loves Fargo. And wow. I was like, well, yeah, I was like, Walking Dead's pretty sweet. <laughs> So it was just a really cool experience. You get to see the camaraderie between all the makeup artists and how we all appreciate each other's talent. That is pretty incredible how, on a peer-to-peer -peer level and, and knowing that these guys are appreciating your work and you're really not even ever cognizant of that until that moment. Exactly, you know? until you actually talk to each other and you're like, but you're really talented and then they're looking at you and it was just a weird, surreal, kind of out-of-body experience. So what happened after? What were the parties like? Oh, it was awesome. Um, they cleared everyone out of the Microsoft Theater pretty quick and they walked you right down the street and it was funny because um, everyone's dressed to the nines in their tuxes and gowns and the Drake concert was going on at the Staples Center and we had to walk past it so there's like rap and Snoop Dogg and we're like this is weird <laughs> <laughs> so then they walked us into this swanky theater that was I, it was breathtaking it looks like you're walking into a fairy tale there was vines and flowers everywhere and a revolving stage with a violinist playing and the band was unreal I danced my little heart out all night and the dinner was fantastic 
fantastic and my wine glass was never empty so it was pretty much my favorite night what a special night to have your mom there right next to you for this whole oh, thing she was she was having so much fun and we were laughing because we had two gentlemen sitting beside us and one of them i knew was a fargo exec and i didn't know the other gentleman but she dropped her magazine they gave you an emmy magazine and she dropped it on him and afterwards we were eating dinner at the same table as him and he was like oh yeah we're like who is he and i guess he's the mgm exec my mom's oh, like my oh God. good <laughs> ahead of MGM and she drops her magazine on him. I'm like, yep, hello. Quite the experience. So how long did that Cinderella ball go? That one went till about 11 and then we went out and just checked out some other venues in LA and then we landed back at our hotel where one of the sound mixing editors, they were just getting back from their party, like the after party, wherever they went, and they had their Emmys with them, so we definitely hijacked those and took a million pictures. Yeah, you just put it on Facebook and nobody's going to know you didn't win. That's awesome. (laughs) Exactly. Everyone's like, I'm confused. Did you win or didn't you? I'm Uh, like, well, I'm pretending I did. (laughs) So what's it feel? The statue's pretty heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. Heavy and majestic. It it fit my hand pretty nice, but he wouldn't part with it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Knowing the way your career's been going, that's not going to be the first time you're going to have the opportunity to get one. Oh, I hope so. Fingers crossed. It was a pretty fun experience. Onwards and upwards. What's next? You're continuing on with Fargo? Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed that I get to work on it again but I keep putting it out there so hopefully season the show I'm working on right now ends the beginning of December and Fargo starts the end of November so there's a little bit of an overlap but hopefully they'll keep a spot open for me and I can go on to it and see the magic of Fargo and come together again for season three with Ewan McGregor which would be pretty cool no doubt Obi-Wan Kenobi come on that'd be uh, amazing yeah it's pretty crazy so is this a career Danny that you would recommend to other young women young guys out there because of i mean it is work there's hard grueling work and long long hours and and different adverse weather conditions you have to put up with but in the end is it worth it i love it personally i can't say how much i love it like it's just such a great job you get exhausted like there's times where my eyes are permanently bloodshot and have bags under them and you feel like you're on the brink of crying if someone looks at you the wrong way but it's brilliant like you meet so many people it's so creative the amount of talented people that i work with and have learned from like the key on um fargo gail kennedy she has taught me so much with special effects and just i worked with um, a very talented makeup artist named donna fuller who has done heartland for this the entire run and she gave me such an opportunity when i started and it's just there's all these people that i look up to and that guide you through the way and it's just it's really a really cool it never gets dull basically there's always something to learn congratulations on all your success and on the emmy nomination that is incredible and uh thank you you. living here in red deer in central alberta it is incredible how many talented people there are in various and sundry different industries and and, it's amazing uh, yeah it's very prideful for us uh looking out to see you guys do well so well thanks for interviewing me it was fun all right thanks a lot danny appreciate your time okay sounds good we'll talk to you soon It's a show. I'm Greg Shannon, and you're listening to the It's a Show podcast, proudly brought to you by OpenHighway.com and the world-famous Jackpot Casino in beautiful downtown Red Deer. Just before we get to interview number two with Red Deer College student and international man of mystery, Toby, I want to remind you about the opportunity that's waiting for you from Tangerine Bank. So while we may have a new name, we come with 17 years of experience and a commitment to hold true to our vision. We want to simplify banking, innovate, challenge the status quo, and help Canadians live better lives. Tangerine Bank is an online bank, which means no bricks and mortar, which means 
no service charges, okay? That's just one of the pluses. And with this offer, if you sign up online right now, today, or any day this week, whenever you get the opportunity, but but sooner is always better, you will receive 50 free dollars in your account after sign up. And so will we. 50 free dollars to help us grow the show. It's very complicated behind the scenes. We're doing social media boosting and posting. We're building websites. There's a whole bunch of top secret things happening with GFARC in Toronto. If you want to help us grow the show and provide more high quality entertainment on It's a Show and our new brand, That Country Show with Greg Shannon and Tara Lee, have at her. Tangerine Bank, online, no service fees, save yourself dozens of dollars a month. My service ch- my service fees right now are about 13 bucks a month. So you add that all up, that's about $156 a year that I'm paying to the man. Stop paying the man. Pay yourself and pay us instead with Tangerine Bank Online. Sign up today. It's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Tangerine squeezy. Okay. How do you say your last name anyway? Tabechi Wabwalger. But just Toby is fine. <laughs> Tabechi Waburger? Wabwalger. Okay. I know they, there's a little sound there that's not present in the English language. I just removed the end. So it's uh, Nigerian? Yes. Nigerian specifically from uh, Imo State, which is Igbo. Ebo? Yes. Okay, see, if you tune into It's a Show podcast, you automatically increase your knowledge of the world and of pronunciations of spectacular names like Toby. Wahlburgers, doo-doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I've been to different countries and I've heard just over a thousand different ways to say my name. So it's, it's beautiful in that sense. You know, you're a beautiful guy because when I first met you, you were here at the hallowed halls of red deer college and you had a cowboy hat on which i found to be unique and i thought what's his deal there's a story behind that there's a story behind that i think i'll save it you know for a few minutes into the interview okay here. teasing him i like it toby knows what he's doing with podcasting because he has his own podcast called toby with and toby with dot 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 special guest stars including the mayor of our fair city of red deer tara veer some great picks that you put together from that interaction with the mayor and you went right down to her inner sanctum and interviewed uh, Tara and what was that like? It was wonderful. I was more nervous about the interview than she was and that that says a lot about Tara. You know, so it was a great it was a great way to definitely you know start talking to public figures. And I was happy that I got to that with her because she was more uh, relaxed and experienced about it all. And uh, yeah, hey, we're on Facebook Live. Is we're, that we're about to go for Facebook Live here? Right on. We're going all Facebook right. Live on Toby's account, so everyone weigh in. Awesome, awesome. So this is on my Facebook page, Toby Ford. Just setting up a little technical. Uh, setup here it's really really a uh, high high class yeah we got a notebook with some keys <laughs> inside propping up the uh what is that the samsung galaxy uh, and lg g4 you know okay let's not promote a random cell phone that doesn't pay <laughs> yeah. much yeah no all right we're going live in a few seconds here hello and welcome hey guys so the, I'm, today I'm uh, with a very special, special guest, Greg Shannon, actually. And I'm just going to let him introduce himself. You know, this is a man filled with so many stories. I don't want to ruin any of them. So None of them we can tell here publicly. But <laughs> My name is Greg Shannon. I am a development officer, major gifts at Red Deer College, which kind of in a nutshell is a very sexy title. Looks good on a business card. But what it means is I'm an ambassador for Red Deer College, not unlike Toby. And I also am responsible for, with our team, our impressive, expansive team, 
raising funds to keep this institution moving forward. And it's a lot of fun. It's a career I didn't even know existed. And I know you, Tobe, would do great in this career. So it's something maybe you've never set your sights on. But there is fund development is a worldwide career, not just for post-secondaries, but for -for non-for-profits. And you love meeting people. And that's what it's about, meeting people, relationship building, and trying to move your cause forward. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's something I'll definitely keep in touch with. So we're also uh, recording a podcast on Greg's show. Tell us a little about your show, Greg. Oh, it's called It's a Show Podcast. So this is like ping pong podcasting (laughs) right now is what's happening. And uh, I'm interviewing Toby and he's interviewing me simultaneously. It's a show that's been around for a couple of years. And originally I designed the show just to blow off some steam because I had a 25-year career in radio and television and I most recently was... That's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, part of the morning very, show. Yeah. yeah, well, there's a lot of hit and misses with broadcasting. There's I always liken it to the creative arts program here at RDC. Yeah, yeah. These students are in for some high highs and some low Terrible lows. lows. Okay, we uh, teased the cowboy hat story All earlier right. on my podcast. When I first met Toby, he was wandering the halls. Not your typical cowboy, but he had a nice brown cowboy hat on. And not once or twice, but like on a regular basis. So I was saying to Toby, I said, to be honest, I thought you had some type of challenge, mental challenge or whatever. I wasn't quite too sure until we actually met and, and got surprise, to know each surprise. other. And it, so tell me the story behind the cowboy so hat. the Why story it? behind a cowboy hat. First off, the hat was a gift from my aunt. She uh, picked it up and said, oh, well, you can get to choose what either a cowboy hat or some other some other toys and I'm like okay I'm gonna pick this up and I was like no that first year in college yeah and as you can see I wear glasses yes so I wear glasses and without these I can kind of see but not all that well right so I got to college all excited and happy and the first within the first month or so of college I had uh, just getting used to student life one day I, I returned back to my my dorms here in a residence on campus and I heard it was a crack oh that's my glasses. Uh-oh. My, so my dad's in Kuwait, and that's where I got my glasses from. So the, they already have the original prescription, uh, yeah, prescription and stuff. everything, right? So I told my dad, and he's like, okay, well, uh, you, I will get that to you in a couple of weeks, but what are you going to do until then? I said, I don't know. So I thought of a ridiculous idea. If I wore a cowboy hat and I walked around with sunglasses, people would be so distracted by the cowboy hat. <laughs> that they wouldn't it, it would give me enough time to figure out who I'm talking to you're a genius and it worked out great you know but then after a while I took off the sunglasses because I looked kind of douchey yeah with sunglasses indoors so I stuck with a cowboy hat and it just kind of stayed on for a year year and a half or so and uh, that was hilarious yeah and that that's basically that's um that's kind of how I got started with a cowboy hat the one thing I'm going to say about you and what I really admire about you is because of the way you've lived and your parents have lived you have perspective because you know many parts of the world and you bring that perspective to this college which is you know not a tiny college but not a huge college it's, I mean 1700 this, this year we have uh, faculty and staff and yeah, 7,000 yeah. students yeah now. we've got well actually numbers are up there are 8,000 apparently fantastic yeah 3,000 look at you up on the stats like, this guy <laughs> yeah 3,000 plus uh, trades this year so lots yeah. of the, the enrollment is going up it's, it's amazing to me when I was a young disc jockey I was in medicine hat one day and the next day I got a gig in Toronto Toronto, and I thought that, oh my God, Toronto this is crazy. Yeah. And then I flew to New York with my wife, and we saw New York and everything. I go, oh, Toronto's kind of like a small city, like, you know. <laughs> so it's all about perspective, and that's the one thing that I hope that my four children get out of this life is some perspective, because it helps you recognize where other people are coming from, and not because we all grow up with our own tunnel vision. In a lot of cases, many people are more enlightened, but when you're a farm kid from Saskatchewan, not so enlightened. <laughs> but uh, I'm having a ball here meeting people like Toby and. 
you're a huge part of the college and now you just launched a brand new website because yeah. you want to see people get engaged and that's 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 going to be my main focus here so i've been a student here for four years now this is my fourth year right and there's always one thing always bugged me it was the fact that we have so many great events here we've got you know occasionally we have pancakes in the farm we've got you know the, the different student groups put on sales and events and all that stuff we had seven thousand students and they didn't get the chance to uh, participate. Eight thousand now because we got now, eight thousand. Yes, now we have, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got eight thousand students, and they didn't get that chance to participate right. in the event. You know, and I'll, I'll, I'll hang out with my buddies, and would always say, "What's going on?" Or, "Oh, we missed out on the free popcorn." Or, "We missed out on the free pizza." Right. Even deeper than that, I got involved with the student ambassador program. I got involved with student societies and student groups. But then the students who didn't know how to access those resources, students who wanted to get involved, students who who wanted to be part of something bigger than themselves. This digital clubhouse gathering place yeah. is a place for them to go Absolutely. and you're putting all that information out for them so yeah. they know where to go. And especially this generation of students, we are less post oriented. So we've got so many boards on campus. Yeah. And you, yeah. We have posters and we have screens and they have all this sources of information but most students stick with cell phones. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna, uh, you know, from student to student, I can provide a, a, an avenue, a way for students to have access to those information. And hopefully, I might inspire some students to get out there and get involved. Okay, so what's the web address? How do we get there? Toby Ford, so that's T-O-B-Y 4 W-A-R-D.com. Yeah. Or if you are, you know, if you wanna, I also have a Canadian uh, brand, well, it's a Canadian website, so tobyforward.com.ca. Right, and you've also got the Facebook page Toby Forward, which yeah. started initially. Yeah, and so all I, yeah. the info's on there as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, the one, <laughs> one thing, I was kind of an early adopter because Toby and I talked once in a while, and uh, he said, "Take a look at this, and make sure I'm not missing anything before the big launch." And so it was hilarious, and <laughs> I, not to, in a demeaning no, way, no, but this was, is the way. No, it was good, and this is why I love soft lunches. You know, I, <laughs> soft lunch, it, yeah, is the way to go. So the way it looked on mobile with Toby's website, it said Toby for War. And then the D was <laughs> stuck. I, go, I don't know if this is what you're trying to get across. No, no. <laughs> Maybe you had I, a different agenda from when we first talked with Toby for war. <laughs> so I, I adjusted that and I'm very, very happy I did that just because like I said, soft launches is uh, definitely the way to go. Get the and, bugs out. And yeah, and I've, that, I spent about a month or so really building that website up and yeah. I've learned so much more. Yeah. Then I thought I could learn, uh, especially just uh, editing the website, things to put on, things to move. You know, in the beginning, I'm like, I want to add all these things to the website, but then I'm like, wait a second. What's manageable? That's exactly. What's right. manageable? What's, what won't crash the website, for yeah. example? Things that students actually want to see. The first, what's the first thing? You what's know, relevant? Yeah. Exactly. What's the first top three stories I want to see? Yeah. So those, those kind of features kind of start building themselves in there. Nice. And um, the entire idea, the entire premise of that website, the entire premise of my, the, I call it the Toby Forward idea is to get students involved. And yeah. That's, and, you know, I... I'm glad I ran into Greg here. Like I said, we ran into each other la early last year. And since then, we've just been going back and forth. In our new podcast, That Country Show with Greg Shannon and Tara Lee, I got my old co-host together. Nice. And we're nice. taking over the country uh, world because that's where our people are. And that was my preferred genre throughout my radio career was country music. So we just want to make people laugh and give them distraction. Life is hard. Life is, life life is, is hard. hard. You know, there's so much there's so much going on out there. But, I mean, just even looking at the, the current audience here in RDC, we've got 18 to 25-year-olds. You know, We've got some older mature students, but 18 to 25-year-olds 
who haven't been bogged down by mortgages or families right and they've got the energy to do stuff and they want to get involved but they don't they might not know the avenues to express that yeah those of us with mortgages and families we've given up pretty much <laughs> yeah it's, it's never too late like <laughs> it's you said, never you're, too you're, late you're starting up your show you're, starting up, you're restarting up you know you, that's yeah uh, and, and it's all about you know learning i think i read an article just yesterday on social media and it said you know Instead of thinking, what's your grand life purpose and trying to stumble into that, yeah. just try things that you think you might want to try because you're going to find your life's purpose. Well, and that's exactly the philosophy you seem to that's, be That's the following. philosophy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a psychology major, but I've dabbled in sort of politics. I've yep. dabbled in volunteerism. I've dabbled in a bunch of fields that I didn't think were possible you know, a couple of years back. But I think that's the fun in life. That's why many students here you know, come to campus. And I, I kind of sometimes I envy the nursing students in the medical center because they, they have that general goal in mind. But yeah. at the same time, I love that, that aspect of journeying and yeah. I always seem to find the right place to be in the right moment. And, and you I, can't force it. I mean, you, you can just because we admire people that have picked their lane. I don't want to be a nurse. That's a very difficult job. No, that's I a very scary everyone I mean, I see, I watch uh, medical dramas and stuff and I'm like, yeah. ooh, lots of blood. In boy. real life, it's like twice as much blood and way yeah. less sexy oh, yeah. glamour. We got a bleeder! Oh wait, yeah, you know, not not all heroes wear capes, and that's something that's something I want to express. This is the prime time. We've got lots of students here who are eager and ready, and they want to do more, and they want to get involved. So let's give them that chance. Let's give them the opportunity. And you never know who you're going to meet, and maybe you can find your lifelong buddy here, or lots of spouses have been found on this campus. <laughs> lots of spouses have been found, yeah. even outside of the far side. Well, thanks very much for taking the time today, and uh, we'll you, see you around campus. Yeah, I have to run to class, so uh, until next time, everyone. Ciao for now. It's a Show with Greg Shannon is presented by the Jackpot Casino and OpenHighway.com. Spread the word. Find us on iTunes, at It's a Show Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and It's a Show Podcast on Facebook.